She needs some wine to loosen up because we've had wine. I think the first episode we have twice. No, no, two. we had the first episode we had wine. The second episode we had like the the truly the, oh, no the white claw. That's what it white was. White claw. Yeah. So hello, welcome. To, <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the uh, in the clutch podcast. Welcome back, guys. This is episode three. And so much has happened again. So much again. Um, we'll get to the celebrations later when we get to the west side, but... Oh yeah, we already know how you feel. <laughs> if you are listening right now, we had just finished game five? No, game six. Yeah. Of the Eastern Conference Finals. It was a, it was a good game, and then it felt less of a good game towards Boston, the end. Boston lost it, man. They were in it. What did um, you think of game four before... Game four. Thank you. That was when they took the the lead three one. Um, I think Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown both combined for I think I want to say forty nine fifty points, fifty. Um, but it was just it was it's just no match. That is, but Tyler Hero just took it in his own hands. I know. Thirty seven point six rebounds off of fourteen out of twenty one scoring. Five out of ten three points as a rookie. And just, just the significance of it. Like so Tyler Hero play has played like ten maybe plus minutes in the regular season. Yeah. And then all of a sudden in the playoffs, like he's increasing the amount of minutes. And it's crazy because you he literally was the second rookie player and then Kendrick Nunn was like the starter they were thinking this guy was going to play a ton of minutes and then comes the playoff that guy is barely seeing the floor it's crazy to see that this kid is doing that type of work coming off the bench tyler hero yeah, yeah. no limit hero i know you told me that his instagram no limit hero time. literally no limits that guy is After the literally a, <laughs> a walking bucket um and then we were talking about hood tendencies yeah, so you swimming. you think you were entitled. Yeah, totally, if that was the criteria. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tyler Hero is pretty, pretty solid. Um, I'd have to say that he, he's definitely, I mean, he's got, he's got a ceiling. Yeah. Um, we got some people moving in the background. <laughs> um, Sorry, guys. So, um, yeah, he, the ceiling, you know, I would love to have seen what Kendrick Nunn would have been able to do. Yeah. Uh, in the playoffs. But yeah. Tyler, oh man. Um, but Tyler Hero has definitely done a great job. Yeah. And then Jimmy Butler, too. Of course. Um, oh, and Tyler Hero is the only 2000s baby that is in the finals, right? In the playoffs right now. Well, now to the finals. I but. had no idea. He is the only 2000s baby in there. Isn't that oh wild? Oh my goodness. How do you think he feels right now? How do you think I feel? I'm a <laughs> 90s kid. And then you seeing like a 2000. My kid. sister is, my little sister's born in 2001. So like. Yeah. He's. That's so crazy. He's younger than your, your baby sister. What? Really? Tyler Hero? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I would like to think so. My yeah. sister's 19. So he's 18 or 19. No, if he was, if he's a full two thousands baby, then he might be a couple years younger than her. 
Oh my goodness. She's 19? Yeah. No, the Tyler Hero is definitely 18, 19 then. Oh my goodness. Same age. That's Just crazy. Kidding. <laughs> so the well, year 2000. Well, well, like, we'll fact check it later. <laughs> but that's, that's still crazy. The fact that it's 2000 and he's either 19 or 20. Yeah. But that's still crazy. Um, wow. That's pretty. Uh, well, he's, he's really good. For, yeah, a total walking bucket. Yeah, and Zion even gave him a stamp of approval. Like, people don't know that Tyler Hero is, like, this good. Yeah. Which is crazy because in, in college, he was really good. In yeah. high school, he played really well, too. Yeah, he was, he, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't somebody that didn't get recognition in high school and all through college. So, yeah, he played for Kentucky. You know? Did you hear about the whole thing with uh, Wisconsin? No, yeah, Milwaukee thing? It was, um... So Tyler, so he's from He is actually from Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like he was supposed, to, everyone was like, the rooting, Bucks. yeah, everyone was he rooting for him. Bucks. Yeah, everyone was <laughs> rooting for him to go to like uh, the alma mater in yeah. the state, and then he went to Kentucky, mm-hmm. and then they were like, oh, you know, da 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 da, and then they were hoping that he would go to the Bucks, and then he just didn't end up going because he drafted him. But man, he took, he basically sent his hometown team home. Yep. That's, that's that a pretty well. indescribable feeling. Well, you got like the rest of the roster, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, bam, who's played really well. I he mean, dropped he, 32 points today. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. 11 of 15. Mm-hmm. And everything was inside the arc, which is really good, really proficient. Yeah, this man. guy, he. I, I told you earlier, I was like, he's better than Hassan because he took him this far. <laughs> and then Jimmy Butler played really well. Andre Godala came up oh, well. Oh, playoff Iggy was alive tonight. And he had not been playing well at all in the playoffs. But he came alive tonight. Yeah. In the clutch. That's true. For his team. Dragic, Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. The white boys showing up <laughs> on this Heat team. Like, literally. Literally, like, the three of them are suit. Duncan Robinson. Uh, Goran Dragic, and then you have Tyler Hero. Yep. I mean, I would include Kelly Olenek, but I haven't seen him play that much. <laughs> but yeah, they're playing hard. And yeah. you know what was a huge thing? Right. And then I'll ask you if it, you agree or with it or not. Okay. Uh, the fact that they played zone on the Celtics. They literally stuck to the zone defense, the Heat, for so long yeah. against the Celtics. Yeah. Even when they lost... Like yeah. game, uh, two of the games, they stuck to it. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty crazy." Because I would have thought Boston would have completely exposed the zone, and they would never go back to it. Yeah, because what was it? They have they can shoot, and they all have shooters from from beyond the arc at the wing yeah. on the corner, and they all got guys who can take it inside and then exactly. dish out to someone who was going to be open. Yeah. But Pan can shoot. Yeah, but it was crazy. They, they couldn't make a single shot. You saw it towards the end of Down the Down the stretch, they cannot. But they were, it was just bad all around because they were settling so much on shooting a three because they knew like they needed threes to get back in the game at least. Yeah. But because they know they're a good shooting team, they just weren't connecting. Like None of the, none of the shots were going in. They just kept settling so much um, from beyond the arc where they could have just... Took it to the hole and attack the basket more. Yeah. Or, you know, at least get an N1 or something like that. But yeah. they didn't play to the other team's disadvantage. You get mm-hmm. him in foul trouble. Had him foul him and stuff like that. Because it was down the stretch. So they're 
obviously probably already in the penalty. Yeah. So, you know, they could have gone to the line with it, but they were just solely relying so much on the threes, but they were not hitting them at all. Mm. And they were just not, they were just being out rebounded too. So when they missed the three, that he got the rebound and took it the other way. Yeah. And that was their downfall. I think uh, also one of the other things that kind of played into it mm-hmm. was the fact that Kemba Walker, I mean, he showed up, but it wasn't like a grand entrance, kind of like Tyler Hero did. Yeah. Like, Kemba Walker was, again, like last time I said, he's a defensive liability. <laughs> it's unfortunate because of his height, his yeah. skill level, but like Miami almost every single possession even when they're feeling that they were behind yeah or even when they were ahead they just took advantage of the fact that everyone can just d up right kemba walker and then a double team even when they passed it out and then kemba walker was playing defense like double team yeah you're literally out of well, bam is like seven inches taller than him and he could just look over his head and just throw it <laughs> but like it was unfortunate for kemba I felt like he played like he played like an ordinary player in right. the series. Like if it was just a regular season game. Yeah. And if it and if it was just I feel like you could have put like any decent point guard in mm-hmm. the NBA right. at his height because he ended up just being a shooter. He ended up just being a guy take it in every now and then pass and, and then he can shoot. shoot yeah and he can shoot yeah. but it just didn't shoot like an all-star player he shot like a I, let yep. me think of a comparison like a, <laughs> george hill even plays better <laughs> shoots better than him. he didn't shoot like you know there was a game or a title on the line oh, that's why he was playing like yeah it sucked but, yeah but miami did play really well yep they really did the underdog team what did you think of uh, Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown? I think, um, I think Jason Tatum, it because I think the last couple of games, it, like he, I think the last, I think it was the game, f- I want to say game five or game four. It took him a while to really start hitting mm. and connecting his shots. It's just he has to be the one that just comes straight out of the gate, just all the way in there like the thing with boston is they have like to get back in them in the game i feel like they shouldn't have spent the all the games trying to fight back like get back Mm -hmm. into the game that's a good point they should have gone out like they should have known that what the miami heat were gonna bring they should have gone out the gate yeah already balling already hooping stuff like that you know they they should have set the tempo early on but they waited so long into the game Mm -hmm. to start doing that they got away with the last game but they weren't they weren't able to do it this game. Yeah. And it and it goes with every NBA team or even any sports that you play. Yeah. Like when you uh like do not perform and you start letting the other team or opponent get a huge lead. Yeah. You end up doing two things to yourself. You end up giving yourself a huge uphill battle just to catch up. Yeah. And then you also have to second thing, you have to pass them because you have to outscore. <laughs> Them. You have to outscore to actually get back in the game. And, and then, stop them from scoring. Yeah. yeah. You know, even all that work just to gain, like, what, a one-point lead, two-point <laughs> It's like, but the Lakers do that. They trick off their leads a lot. Oh, my goodness. And that's goodness. always been such right? a flaw of theirs, like, yeah. always tricking their leads. So it's like, you want the Lakers, the Lakers to come out the gate each game, like, oh, come in dominating, you know. But LeBron, you know, he has to, he likes to turn on in the fourth quarter. 
But the thing about that is if the Lakers come out too dominant, they tend to lose the lead. Mm-hmm. They'll lose the third quarter. And the third quarter is where they usually need to thrive the most. Um, but but if they don't, like you said, it's the entire game. They'll let it go to double double digits, deficits, and it's like literally an uphill battle all game. And then right when they start to gain some momentum, they'll stop playing defense. Or the other team is going to start outscoring them because obviously, yeah. you know, our shooting is not always consistent. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky. Yeah. yeah. And was um what do you think the celtics need to do like i mean they lost the heat maybe they might try to keep the same bunch because they reached the Mm. conference finals but what do the celtics are gonna do are they gonna blow it up are they gonna make pieces i think um i think gordon hayward would have played a bigger part in them staying in this series if he had came back sooner mm-hmm. because he's his uh, his injury is still a little delicate yeah and he's just barely coming back so he it's like when rondo came back into the series and yeah. he had that really one bad first game because he wasn't used to you know the tempo yet he was just trying to they were trying to find his way back into the rotation yeah. so he had one bad game but you know he's such a has great iq yeah. you know he just he bounced back um perfectly next game but I think um I think with the with the Celtics Gordon Hayward would have been a game changer for them mm-hmm. down the down the stretch if he wasn't playing so sensitive towards his injury. Yeah. But then, you know, he had surgery last season and yeah. he was out with the ankle, right? Yeah. For a while. Yeah. So I think he would have been the one to hopefully propel them to get back into the game. And obviously, Jason Tatum, um, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker needed to, you know, have a lot of good, consistent games. Um, Marcus Smart, obviously, great defense. So I think the starting five itself has a lot of depth. Yeah. But it's like when you put the bench players in, it's like completely 180. (laughs) It's like who do you have to work with now? Yeah. But, you know, so when you go against a Heat team who has a really great bench... Yeah. You know, Tyler Hero and everybody coming off the bench. Um, that that was their downfall. Yeah. But I think if Gordon Hayward had come back from injury sooner and had more time to adapt yeah. to the rotation, mm. um, I think the, the, the Celtics were at least been able to push it to seven games or yeah. six games in this case. Yeah. This, was, yeah. yeah, this is one of those circumstances where the starting five mm-hmm. is like such a huge presence Right. that like the bench just, just it's they like night and day. they eclipse yeah exactly <laughs> they eclipse the bench and it's not even that the bench is like so good that they're like oh you feel bad it's like yo this is yeah this is the bench potential yeah and the only way that ever works like if you have a not so good bench and you have a really good starting lineup mm-hmm. is if you interchange guys that are good with the bench you know whether it be you take two guys out that you but know, but you keep like Jason Tatum in, mm-hmm, or you exactly. keep Jalen, but they get tired. Yeah, that's that's the only and, downfall to that. They have to play all forty yeah. minutes and playoff or close to that. And yeah, playoff basketball is like really relentless, especially if they're playing every other day. Yeah. Um. So it's really tough to have to manage minutes in that sense without having guess. everyone tired. Yeah. And then 
you got to at least get production out of the bench. Like, they don't have anybody. I know. Like, you like know, who they, could score? The Lakers had Rondo to, to guide the, the second unit. Yeah. Nobody on the Celtics bench. There's nobody. There's no six man there. Yeah. Or at least somebody there. You know. Yeah. A second string who can. Could have been Taco Fall. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't play Taco Fall at all. I know. That guy's seven foot six, and that. You think because he just moves too slow because of his height? Yeah, moves too slow. We don't know whether he's injury prone or not. Yeah. Um, but also, I think. I think that to have a player like him, it's not like he's super great, and you'd have to organize everything around him. Mm-hmm. It's just like you don't know whether he can be a dominant force. So I would I would literally have to change how we run an offense mm-hmm. and how a defense is run yeah. because of him. Because yeah. he can easily be a defensive liability in transition because he's not that fast. Yeah. But he can be a defensive anchor as soon as the game slows down. Right. So it's it's So let's say if Bam goes out, he's sitting out. Then it's just Taco. Oh, oh, yeah, you just dominate yeah. the paint as much as you can. But, exactly. But, I mean, if they put anyone on an island like Tyler Hero and Taco Fall or Jimmy Butler and Taco Fall, I am not as confident in his ability <laughs> to, like, not get blown by. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So you got the Celtics who lost to the Heat. Mm-hmm. Then you got the Heat playing against the who? Los Angeles Lakers. How do you feel about it? I'm trying to contain my excitement because... Because um, last week you were trashing on the Clippers. And I, now don't wanna, <laughs> I don't want to blow anybody's eardrums out <laughs> with my excitement. But I'm so, 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 so happy. Um, just, I know with everything in the bubble and the restart and everything, everything, the energy's just been on and off. Yeah. So it's like you're excited, but it's like... The fans are not there. Mm. Um, the energies, the vibes, a little bit different. It's very on and you know, it's very up and down. It's not consistent. Um, and I mean, just just the way LeBron was just sitting to the side, like they had their their little celebration ceremony last yeah. night, and where they got their trophy, um, and he was just sitting to the side, like he was. He just looked like so focused, like he was like, I'm I'm on I'm on to the next. Like yeah. I know what the end goal is. And I'm ready to go. Yeah. So it, it was fun to watch, you know, and watch them celebrating, get the trophy and stuff like that, um, being conference finals champions. But it just, the energy was so up and down. It's like, hey, they're happy celebrating, you know, like, and LeBron had a phenomenal game, 38 points, um, nice. triple double. Yeah, 15 something. Third, let me see, 38 points. Um, 16 rebounds, 10 assists. Oh, 16 rebounds. Geez. 16 rebounds, 10 assists. So triple double. Um, took over late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. A lot of in the clutch moments. <laughs> True. Um, like yeah. Um, he just he just told AD like it's my time. Like I'm taking over. Yeah. And and he did. And you know how skeptical I am about LeBron shooting the ball late in the fourth. Because you know. Oh yeah, because I was <laughs> I was watching that game with you with that that they lost to yes, the Nuggets he was and it was fumbling. Oh my God! He was just—he was just throwing. I feel like the paint was so crowded. (laughs) He just tried to take the ball in, and it was just—it's like man, it's like if he shoots, you're mad at him. If he takes the ball into the paint, you're mad at him. It's like, but it's like he just needed to get something to find the time. Like Mm. you know, 
like when he brings the ball up and none of his teammates are moving. Yeah. Or cutting or setting screens and stuff like that. So he has to be forced to shoot it. Yeah. So, but, you know, when he does connect, you know, he definitely hits the shots. But, yeah, he took over and, yeah, it's... LeBron has been, what, this is his 10th finals? Yeah. He's gone to, right? He's been to nine. 10 out of 11, right? He's been to nine of the last 10 NBA finals. What the heck? That's so many. The only year he missed was 2008, 2019 when he, when he okay. hit, injured the groin. I definitely would say that he's probably the best player in the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's quite the record. And he, I think he has, I want to say 700 something playoff games. He has, playoff appearances. he has more than, than anybody. Yeah. Any player, any playoff appearance. Can you imagine how many minutes that is? Because it's not that like it's not like this. It's not like LeBron's sitting down that much. He's yeah. literally playing He's so like, many minutes. Yeah. I know he. I think he passed Derek Fisher in most minutes played mm-hmm. in a playoff game. Yep. And I didn't. I didn't even know Derek Fisher was, I was like, the finished. guy to beat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, Derek Fisher have that many minutes in playoff games. I don't, I don't even know Derek Fisher played that much. Um, um, that's so funny, dude. That's so wild. I was just. It was, like I said, it was just a mix of emotion. Like, I was happy, and I was cheering at the TV screen and stuff like that. And then to just watch LeBron off to the side, like, oh, man. Like, he he is literally locked in. Like, he's yeah. so focused. And I think for him, maybe in that moment, it was a mix of emotions, too. Because, you know, he's been away from his family, away from his kids. Yeah. Um, and fighting so hard to get to this point for them. Yeah. And then knowing that he only has to win four more. Not that he's going to win straight four more, but he only has to win four more to win yeah. his, you know, his fourth ring. Yeah. That's f- that would be four rings on three different squads. That's a big deal. That is wild. No one's done that. He would have three-peat on the Heat. He would have three-peat? He, he should have. Are you kidding me? Do you know who's who was he <laughs> playing against? The Spurs? <laughs> and he's played them twice in terms of two different finals. And then Mavericks, the Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, man. I like to call him, like, the Blue Lightning. <laughs> or, like, Dirk makes you work. Like, I just got so many phrases for I'll work Dirk, Dirk. The, the Winsky. I'll work Dirk. Like, yeah. Oh, like, man. Like, he, oh, my series. gosh. It was just, it was crazy to watch because the Lakers got swept that year. By the same team with Dirk. Yes. Now Witzki. Yes. Get it? He now wins. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like. It was it was crazy, but no, it's been I a long. I think the Lakers could beat that team though. Yeah. Mm. It's been a long ten years. It's ten years since the finals. Six years since the playoffs. For the Lakers. Crazy. It's been, sorry for the drought, guys. Um, it's been that long. Yeah, it's all your fault. <laughs> it's all my fault. You're trashing on too many Clipper seasons from Lob City to to all those other stuff. Well, I mean, why why would I not trash Lob City if they had no winning seasons aside from the the second round of the, the well? Far, the they went to the finals. playoffs more often than the Lakers during the 2010s. Uh, look where they're at now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, told you, I second that, round that was dynasty. just the extent of what I could possibly second say. round dynasty. You don't want to be on the receiving end of more. They own it though. <laughs> they own the second <laughs> they're round. Consistent. They're like, this is this is it. Um, but I'm happy. Um, I was really happy. Like I said, it was a mix of emotions because it was the bubble, yeah. and there's no fans. It wasn't. It just. It, like having it be in Staples would have just been like the cherry on top. Yeah. Only because you know that was Kobe's home for twenty years of his NBA career. Yeah. And you know the environment, the fans. Um, I feel like they would have done some sort of dedication to him oh, after sure. they won after they won that that conference final last night. They I'm sure they would have done some dedication to him right on the court, yeah. just because it was in Staples if it was in Staples Center. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been a long 10 years. Um, I think the Lakers are going to, I think they have what it takes to take it all the way. Maybe not a sweep because I've heard that going around too. Like the Lakers are going to sweep in the finals. I don't think the Heat are, um, that easy of a team to They're not that sweep. easy, yeah. but yeah. we know for sure we could beat them. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I, I mean, I'm so happy that the, Lakers, I know you can totally tell from my monotone voice. <laughs> no, I'm really happy that the Lakers won. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like how they won. You like, want to talk about game three that they lost? Let's go in that sequence. Okay, so... So game three, um, Jamal, Jamal Murray drops 28 points, 8 rebounds, 12 assists, and clutch, clutch some late threes. He had in-clutch moments. I know, he shot an 80s face. Yep. It was like a, oh, you screw you. <laughs> Ad Javale and Dwight combined for a total of four rebounds that game, and that hurt them a lot. Yeah, they didn't really come out with a ton of energy that game. Yeah, it was weird because I was like, "Y'all, you just only, shot the game y'all winner." Only up just to, shot the yeah. game winner, like game in the second game. Yeah. So, um, Marquise Morris has only shot what ten threes, but has made nine, eight of them. Well, eight of them. That's after right. Last we got game. the right more stuff. <laughs> Thus far in game three, he had yeah. made nine out of ten um, threes. That's right. Not shooting a lot, but making all of them nonetheless. Yeah. Casey Fee. Fee. Casey Fee. Casey Fee, I wish. <laughs> that, that's, I wish it was a fee. It, I would pay whatever fee to make sure this guy plays consistent all the time. KCP finally finds his offensive rhythm. Hitting yeah. his shots. It did, I think we mentioned this in the, like, the previous episode. About what? About how... If the Lakers, if Danny Green or KCP, either one of them, <laughs> has a good game, it's just 10 plus points, yeah. the Lakers are like that much uh, like better at winning, the, possibly winning the game. Yeah, it's and just then, shooting. But if both of them play really well, yes. oh my goodness. But isn't that crazy how like these guys, like, this is your job, <laughs> and we're like, Literally catch and shoot. Yeah. Like, just stay in the pocket, catch and shoot, that's yeah. it. That's crazy. And Easier said than done. But. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Lamar recorded triple double that game, and people were still, were people were still criticizing him. The yeah, because dropped thirty-seven, ten, and eleven, and that still wasn't enough. It for was, some a, it was a sloppy thirty-seven. Yeah. When I was watching it, he, it was okay. It was like a you know how James Harden can have like a lot of points stats, but it's also, all free throws. Yeah, it's like all half free. Of them. It's all free throws, but then also because. Um, because he has the ball most of the time. He's on ball all the yeah. time. Yeah, in this game, LeBron had the ball so much. Yeah. I can see why the shooters didn't get a rhythm. Yeah. But I think it was just like, 
it, it was just too much yeah for me game four though game four it was um, pretty cool they put lebron both and ad both combined for 60 points so they took the 3-1 lead lebron had 26 points nine rebounds 80 with 34 points four rebounds and that was dwight howard's first playoff start so what a genius decision to start Dwight Howard in the starting lineup against Jogic because he was getting in Jogic's head that entire game. I think you just got to do what you got to do. Jogic got in foul trouble early on, um, and Dwight had 12 points and 11 rebounds. That's easy. A nice little double-double. But that, that, was, that was more vintage Dwight. This is like... Leaner, that was light leaner completely Dwight. tatted Dwight. This is Venice Beach Dwight. Do you remember how he went to Venice Beach? Yeah, this is what I call Venice Beach Dwight where he's like, he's Kodak moments galore in the paint, you know? And this, 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 this is exactly what he came here to do. Yeah, and Jokic only finished with 16, uh, 16.7 rebounds that game. Dwight got into Can you believe that? Like that's that's his and that bad, is like that's one his of bad game. Primary scores. <laughs> that's that's his, his bad game. Is was like sixteen points, seven rebounds. rebounds. Jamal Murray dropped thirty two though, but the difficulty level of the shots. Remember he had the little yeah. The he had that little Jordan one. I thought I thought the Nuggets could have had more foul calls. Yeah, especially because Jamal was cooking everybody. Yeah, and the officiating there was, was definitely a little... contact. The fishing yeah. was a little, a little off that game. Yeah, I, I always tell like with people, it's like, oh, it's rigged and stuff like that. I'm like, I think it's kind of difficult because most of this time, <laughs> like Jamal, like if you look at the highlights, mm-hmm. like there's always players covering each of the refs, and they're all six foot plus feet and above, and these yeah. refs are not even close to that height. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like they're going to be able to see everything. But yeah. Jamal was definitely balling out. He was hooping. Um, what I wanted to mention. Oh, the um, game six? Or did you want to mention? No. This is Grant game, this and is Morris. They balled out in the game three oh, and game four. I wanted to point out how Kuz got pump fake twice by Michael <laughs> Like the ball was already out of Michael Porter Jr.'s hands and on the way to the basket. But how do you fall for that same move again? I'm probably in the heat of the moment <laughs> and just his own ego. Because I think if you study this player and what he's capable of doing, he doesn't play any defense. Michael Porter Jr. plays no defense. He's a great rebounder. But he plays offense really well. Yeah. And so Kuz could have done his homework on that dude. Yeah. But I will say this. I don't understand where that rivalry came from, Kuzma and Michael Porter Jr. I told you, everybody was saying that Michael Porter Jr. was the player that the Lakers needed Kuz to be. These guys are not even worth (laughs) having to have this discussion. What do you mean? Like Caruso (laughs) and Jamal, worth a discussion. Yeah. Yeah, Alex Caruso, by the way. He has a ton of nicknames. The Bald Eagle. (laughs) The Caruso. Huh? The Ernie or the Ernie Johnson. The only reason why we're even having this conversation is because Kuzma was more, like the only player left, or yeah, he was the only player left that did not was not involved in the trade for Anthony Davis. Yeah, he was part of that squad. Yeah, and they kept him. Yeah. So, I mean, there was no way they were gonna take they want to give up Anthony Davis and trade Kuzma with them and keep Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram was way too much of a superstar. 
they would have never let let us keep out of Ingram. But it was just like he was the last one from that group of of guys yeah. to be traded off to New Orleans. But yeah. and it was just like, is there something in him worth keeping? It's like I don't know that my patience has kind of run thin. His p- performance has been very stagnant. Like he literally, he does not get better. Mm. He he just gets worse, but he doesn't get worse each game. If that makes sense. Yeah. He just stays in the same spot, very stagnant. Like. Yeah, I think he's definitely a volume. He hurts uh, the team more than benefits it. I'll say that. I think he's a volume shooter. He shoot he makes yeah I know yeah but volume as in like you gotta take more <laughs> shots. Like, I definitely think he's not going to get going with 10 shots. Sadly, because 10, getting... shots, 10 shots is more shots than KCP and Danny Green usually But take. that's not enough touches for it, Kyle it, Kuzma. Yeah. Who's the third option? Yeah, well, no. Projected. Rondo, that third option. <laughs> Dude. Playoff Rondo. But Playoff Rondo with a three? Before we, before we get, to, get to talk about Rondo. Yeah. Um, I'll have to say this. We, more walking. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Um, but I will say this. Yeah. For, um, for uh, what was it? Oh, for Kuzma, like, the playoffs yeah. is like, you know how, like, the NCAA tournament, like, you get these guys who play super well, and then right. you're just like, oh, that guy's going to be drafted. Yeah. This is payday time. This is literally where you set... Like, how much you deserve to be paid, especially during the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Like, was it Igudala? Yeah, veteran minimum. Yeah. But literally, he's playing super well for the Heat. He's he's definitely going to get paid, whether for this team or another team. The bang for your buck. Yeah. Tyler Hero, oh my gosh, he's going to get paid. Yes. Bam, going to get paid. Kuzma, yo, your value's going (laughs) down a little bit. If he, I'll tell you this, if he balls out in the finals against the Heat. I just want his like, value dude, instantly all the games will be forgotten. What if he just forgotten. had like one good game against the Heat? No, he needs like, to have all the good games in the Heat. So he has to play good the whole entire series. If he wants a contract that's worth more than 20, 40 mil, mm-hmm. he's got to play super well in all those games. Because oh otherwise you you just feel like he was like... He's just performance is one, just so stunning. One game coos. There's a reason why he's... Cruise control. It's awesome to say when he's on a roll. But it's like, literally oh, at right. one tempo. But yeah, cruise, cruise, cruise. It's literally one control. Cruise control right now is ten miles per hour. Yes. While everyone else is like yes. above that. Yes, I like that comparison, Andrew. It's a really good one. Thank you. I just came up. Write <laughs> it down. Take a note. Yeah. Um. No, like I, I think we might have to think about making some moves in the off season. Already. Oh well, Kuz has had three seasons. Okay, fine. Three next. seasons. All right, next. Uh, okay. Are we gonna give him one more season to see if he's gonna f- play okay. into his role? Before we move on, I'll ask you this: <laughs> If you put Kuzma on a crappy team like Cleveland, does he score like twenty points a game? Yes, because he would be more. He would be getting more touches. Orlando. Yes. Uh, Suns. Actually, I think he'd be pretty good on the Suns. You think he'd be good on the Suns? Who else I got? If he's um, if he's coming off the bench or he's their power forward, that's pretty that's a big deal. They can yeah. play small ball all they want. Okay, so all right, another team, uh, Memphis. If Kuz plays on Memphis, you think he gets near twenty points? Yeah, I'd say he'd say clo- he'd be close. Uh, Detroit. Yes. Yeah. So he's good. <laughs> But I are think, you just trying to stay, stick up for? I just no. I'm just. I think it's just 
because you're on a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, like no one's expecting those two guys, Anthony Davis or LeBron, to have 15 points, and then Kuzma just goes for 30. I never said Kuzma has to go for 30. I'm just saying. But it would look good, though. Yes, it would did. look good. But I'm just saying his scoring has to stay more consistent. 30 a game. I'm not saying he has to drop 30 a game. That's but pretty 15, consistent. 15, 20. A I, game is I expect 30. <laughs> See? High expectations. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I never said I had a high expectations for Kuz. I'm just saying he needs to start playing into his role. Yeah. What's his role? To be the third option as a scorer or well, more? Well, I think originally projected he was supposed to be the third option. Yeah. But I think, you know, when LeBron has one of the, those really good, like, driving kicks. Yeah. You know, facilitating, creating creating open looks looking for the cutter yeah when he's dribbling the ball down he has to settle for that off the one leg broken as jumper sorry LeBron but when you hit you hit I'm just saying in those type of moments yeah he needs that go-to guy at the last moments yeah you know yeah it can't be AD AD is not a three-point shooter though he is a great shooter that is not his job his job is not to shoot but if you have guys like Kuzma, you have guys like KCP, you have guys like Danny Green, who I think KCP has been consistently doing better. Yeah. Danny Green hasn't, though. But Danny Green on defense has made up for the lack of offense. Yeah. You know, did you see, did you see the sequence in that last night's game? Yeah. Game five? Yeah. The way, he, the way he was in the middle of the court and just bolted for the corner, yeah. sprint back down and play defense, I think... His defense and the way he moves and the way he hustles has made up for the fact that he doesn't hit all his shots. Yeah. KCP has kind of covered that ground for him. Yeah. Where Danny Green is playing more, you know, great, great, greater defense. But, yeah. you know, those guys found their roles. They're in their roles. They do what they need to do. Kuzma, it's crazy to think because you see the type of shots that Kuzma makes. Kuzma makes like when he actually makes the <laughs> shot. It's a difficult shot. Like, yeah. it's just like one of those, like, how the hell did you make that, but you missed, like, right a, a wide-open shot? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just think he is just way too inconsistent, and, you know, he obviously doesn't get enough touches per game, but it's like, you know, when LeBron does the drive and kick, the drive and kick it, it's like, he needs Kuzma to make those shots, and he does not step yeah. up to make those shots. I think I think the difficult part is, like, let's say everything, like, let's say he's not a consistent player. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's say he doesn't play well in the finals, his value will be pretty low that you're going to be lucky if you can get a good player that's going to be more consistent than Kuzma. Does that make sense? Like, that's such a tough one. But you can't get rid of the Caruso. Well, we're not definitely going to That's right. The ball eagle is flying high. (laughs) He's, that guy has came through. He's he's what's it what's it the people's choice. He's yes, the people people's he is, player. He is the people's choice. Did you know his team calls him the goat? Yes. That's so funny. That like, is he he is very much goaded. He like <laughs> like when you said last episode, like if the fans were to vote for MVP, then Casey. I mean, Alex Caruso would be. You're MVP. really big on KCP. You, I'm you, sorry, KCP is just. Came back in, in my in my rotation because now he's on my good side. I'm surprised you didn't say KFC. <laughs> I was like, oh snap! Oh Andrew, you had to make it racial. Racial KFC is a good. <laughs> that's a good place to eat at. What the heck? Actually, I prefer Popeyes. You had the sandwich, didn't you? 
Yes, Popeye multiple sandwich. times. I haven't had the Popeye sandwich. You've never had the sandwich? It's not even the sandwich. Have you had their Tuesday special? The I've had pie? Popeye's before, yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. I like KFC because... Why? Because they have I a feel grilled like I'm option? S- There's a grilled option? Yeah. Oh, I guess I haven't exploited <laughs> all of KFC, but... Yeah. See? Oh my gosh, see? Now I like KFC even more because you said there's a grilled option. But... Yeah. No, it's just because uh, Vietnamese people support KFC. I, I put my parents back on... I put my parents on over to Popeye's, so... They were messing with KFC for a while, and then, like, I was like, dude, let me tell you about Tuesdays. <laughs> and my aunt would buy buckets and buckets and buckets load because it was just a leg and thigh special back then. It was like one one twenty nine. I think it went up to like two fifty now. But still, that's like a leg and a big ass breast for two dollars and forty nine cents on Tuesdays. It's just like maybe I'll have some Popeyes. <laughs> well, I've had Popeyes before. Think of, and try their their chicken fingers, their chicken tenders. It's, what was it? My girlfriend loves Popeyes too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even think it's racial because she's super white. It's <laughs> the truth. Popeyes is really the truth. Like I used to be a KFC girl, but like I switched over. I switched teams. It was it, but do you even know the story about the Colonel Sanders KFC guy? No. Okay, I tell this story all I feel the like time. Feel like you're about to educate me. Right it's now. so much fun. Okay, okay. I know this is a basketball channel, but I think it's just <laughs> entrepreneurial wise. We talk about everything, guys. We touch all topics. So go ahead, Andrew. So the KFC, uh, my girlfriend's gonna bust me for this one because I I tell this all the time. So the KFC <laughs> guy, so Colonel Sanders guy, mm. so he he was actually homeless mm. when he had that recipe for the KFC recipe, like the chicken stuff. Yeah, and he. He was scrapping. He was basically living out of his car. And he would go to these uh, restaurants and offer his recipe. And then... Is this like one of those timeless rags to riches stories? Well, you see KFC <laughs> everywhere. Yes, so it is rags to riches. It makes sense. If, you did, if, if you, there was no KFC, it wouldn't be much of a riches story. It would be like, oh, great rag story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he was going to different restaurants to offer yeah. his recipe. Yeah, recipe, and they were like, no. So he was kind of running low on money, and he didn't have a home. So then he went off to, like, uh, instead of, like, he was hungry. Mm-hmm. So instead of being able to pay for his meals because he was broke, yeah, he would challenge these places of, hey, my chicken recipe is better than yours. Like, let's, let's duke it out. Oh, okay. And because okay. he got the chance to eat his own chicken, but also he got to eat the recipe. So from he knew what the other people's, da- he knew what their disadvantages was. So he knew how to make his chicken better. That, but also he was very hungry. So he was, he would just challenge them to just to eat because it was free food at that point in time. That is very smart. So he would do that. And then all of a sudden someone liked it, really liked the recipe and they adapted it. And then all of a sudden, boom, wow. KFC dude. The, and he's like, literally this dude's super, relatively old for an entrepreneur he yeah. was like i think it was 60s maybe 70s i'm not surprised you know this story i mean that's why the logo is his face and yeah. you see like an old dude yeah yeah wow interesting it's a really cool story yeah. i bet his consistency was better than kyle <laughs> kuzma's and <laughs> the there's recipe. the pun <laughs> there's the going back to it so it's full circle kfc kcp kyle kuzma consistency <laughs> Okay. Oh my goodness. What do you think about Denver? What do you think they're gonna go from there? Who? Um, Jamal balled out. Jokic balled out, and then Grant did well. Jeremy, Monte Morris. Jeremy is a Grant meme. is a. 
Did you see the video of how he was staring see, at... See, that's why I said it was a meme. <laughs> okay, see? no, we're there. See? We'll get to that in a sec. Um, but... <laughs> dude, dude, respects, 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 all respects to how Denver balled out. Came back from two 3-1 deficits. Um, knocked the slippers out. Ah! Um, although I really did want to see the Lakers beat the Clippers in, yeah. the, in the Western Conference, but... Sorry, got to make it past the second round for that. Anyway, um, no, respect to the respect to the Denver Nuggets. You know, they balled out. Um, a great young guard in Jamal Murray. Yeah. Like, tipping my hat off to him. Yeah. Playing with a lot of um, toughness and grit, you know, battling through his knee injury. Mm. You could clearly see that he was so – he was offensively off. Like, he was just off the whole game five. Yeah. But, you know, he fought through it. Um, even fighting through injury, he managed to get 19 points and 8 assists. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think Jogic is the best player on the team. For sure. Um, Who gets 20 points, too seven easily rebounds. in foul trouble. Yeah, but got into really early, uh, early foul trouble. Jeremy Grant came through that game, 20 points, 9 rebounds. Paul Millsap, Millsap good veteran <laughs> to an appearance of 13 points for rebounds. Paul Misap. Misap. Okay. Like, my accent came out in there. But I don't yeah. have one. But all of a sudden, I had one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr., 10 points in 17 minutes. My, uh, Monte Morris, 10.7 assists. But, um, yeah, all respect to, to Denver. Um, Jamal definitely has a bright future. I think all the young guards in the West, um, John Morant, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, um, Jamal Murray. Like, it's just the West. Like, that's why I named the second episode the How the West is Won. It's like the West is winning. The West is going to continue to win with all of this young talent, yeah. up-and-coming talent. Um, I think the Denver should make a run at it again. I think they need I some. I think you should keep this. They need some power pieces in the bench. But I think they should still And a little keep bit more veteran leadership in the bench. Keep their squad. You think so? I don't think they should... I think they should definitely make a run for it again. I think I actually want to see how the the Suns do. The Warriors are coming back next season. Oh, and the Warriors, the Warriors are. Ah uh, man, Dude, like, I forgot about the Warriors. Yeah, Denver's like Steph, I know. They're gonna have Steph Curry. Clay, Clay is gonna be back healthy. Andrew, Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins. Draymond Green. Draymond Green. D'Angelo. Pascal. No, was not Pascal Siakam. D'Angelo oh. Russell. No, D'Angelo Russell's not on that team. Where do you go to? He's in Minnesota with K Towns. Oh my Remember, God, that's how they got good. Wiggins. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that, yeah. Are you kidding me? They would have already won. <laughs> they would be in the playoffs if they still had D-Lo. Dude, it was just the Warriors had been so removed from basketball conversation and playoff conversation for so long. I forgot about that. This is honestly the first time in NBA history, at least in my NBA history, that yeah. I've been alive, where the whole team has the worst record. And then the year after that, they have the highest potential exactly. to make it at least okay, to the AC or above. The, go, yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy to me. Yeah. Can you imagine all those guys on the Warriors team that was like, ooh, I'm fighting for my job. And they had like <laughs> 60-something games to do it. And then all of a sudden, they're like, sorry, as soon as these two, three guys come back, you're not going to have a job. That's really sad. No, but, but the still. Warriors are definitely going to be so good coming back next year. Yeah, I want to say the Warriors do, now that I remembered them. Um, the Nuggets, who went 8-0 in the bubble and got sent home. That was very unfortunate. Nuggets? 
No, sorry. The Suns. Suns. The yeah. Suns. Denver. No, Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see how the Suns and the Warriors do next season. I think you keep the coaching staff, the training mm-hmm. staff. I actually, I follow the uh, strength trainer. He's really good. For who? Uh, the Suns. Oh, really? Ooh. It's pretty cool. He uh, did strength training, I think, for Stanford College, Stanford okay. University. And it was really awesome. I was like, oh, snap. Because yeah. I think a very underrated thing is not only the coaching staff has to deal with the schemes, mm-hmm. but the medical and the training staff have to make sure that these players are, like, peak, balance, gait, being able to perform as best in recovery as well. Yeah. And... I mean, I got, I got, I got hopes for the Suns. I think yeah. they can definitely make some noise next year. Is the West still gonna be the best side? Hell best yeah! Side? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's gonna be so. They were good this season. Like yeah. It. Oh my gosh! I wish this East was better. <laughs> Dude, I really wish the East was better too. Yeah. But then now this whole that whole myth about LeBron is only good in the East. Oh, yeah, I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> when, if and when he wins his fourth ring, um, I think, think you have to put that myth away to rest. I think if it was not for AD, I don't think LeBron makes it to the West Finals. But if, it, if not for LeBron, Anthony Davis wouldn't make the playoffs, but he wouldn't make it to the Western Finals either. That's a good point, too. The Lakers would still be in the, the playoffs, I think, with Anthony But Davis. guess what? I think if Alex Caruso <laughs> was not on that team, LeBron, AD, no one on that Laker team would even be close to the finals. Period. Poo. That's right. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about the meme with Monte Morris. Oh, my God. So, if you guys... <laughs> Okay, Monte Morris. This video has been floating a, around on Instagram. Monte and... Morris is a point guard for yes. the Denver Nuggets. Yes. He comes off the bench. Yes. Okay. And not only does he come off the bench, but he also comes off in a certain way in a video <laughs> as uh, as someone starving for some for some some yogic. Some yogic, yeah. <laughs> and we're not joking either. It was. I'm pretty sure people have seen this bit it's they been floating around all over social media but it's like i wonder how that locker room went oh they probably busted his balls for it <laughs> they were like probably joking around with him all the time joke is just probably feel a little uncomfortable i would feel uncomfortable dude but i mean it's like how do you explain that video like how do you how would you explain yourself in that situation okay I i would think well you say like, y'all caught me at a bad time no do you always look at jokic like if you're jokic <laughs> My confidence is at an all-time high. Yes, I'm flattered. Jokic, I'd be like, damn, that's right. I'd be turning heads <laughs> even on my team. I My game is so good. Mm-hmm. So is my appearance <laughs> as being the best white guy so, on this know, team. Got revenge body. I lost some weight during the lockdown. <laughs> yeah, Monte Morris was just like, damn. You know, you look really good in this bubble indoor lighting. Yeah, maybe he was just admiring him like, you look good, bro. Or, like, you know. You've been gaining. He was looking right at his face. It's like, you got some face gains. I don't know. What... Oh, my God. I, I Yeah, there's no way to justify that expression that he had on his I, face. I'd say you do justify. You just say, you, you know love what? You love <laughs> you You always want to give. No judgment here. Want to give props. We just to, want answers. Props to your boy. We just have so many questions and want so many answers. 
But ultimately, you know, do you, boo-boo. You love who you love, you like who you like. I wish, it, I wish it was a meme and just be like, you know how they always make those videos? It's like, oh, I wish my man would look at me this way. Yes. They Find the guy totally who looks at you the way Monte Morris looks at you. <laughs> oh, man, you're so cold. Oh, man. That was, I, that was so funny that you brought that up. Yeah, because it was so funny. Mm-hmm. I, I I honestly didn't see it coming. I was, <laughs> and I remember, I remember. That's literally what I see on Instagram. I'm just yeah. like, hey, <laughs> but it's never. I'm not even against it too. I'm just like, I just it's, have a it's, question. <laughs> it's so interesting, but at the same time, I'm like, I just want to know. I just want to know what was the reason. <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> If wow. you play me, keep it up. Okay, Andrew. Okay, Andrew. Yeah. Monte Morris looking <laughs> at Jokic with these wide eye lips pursed up. Oh, mm. We got some freestyle going in, uh, yeah. going on in the in the clutch. You got podcast. the KFC story, and you get something. Okay, um, style back. Um, yeah, I don't. I think Denver. Denver, you're right. Denver does have does need some pieces. Yeah. To complete them, but I think they should just keep the core. They. Who's the core? Oh, Paul Millsap uh, is a free agent. Gary Harris's value him. is down a little bit. You gotta ship him out if you want anything better later on. Yeah. And but then, who for? Who would fit into that Denver? I don't know. Whatever you can get out of Gary Harris, Office. he's he's a good player. Mm-hmm. He just didn't show up big in the playoffs, even though he came pretty late. Mm. And again, it's kind of like what I what was it like before? Like playoff is like money time. Yeah. So when you're you're time not to playing, prove your well, worth. yeah, <laughs> when you're not playing that well, it yeah. sucks, and it's like, what do you? What can you do? Yeah. Um, it's like um, it's like basically not doing your work all through the semester <laughs> and then relying on the final, your final, to bail you out of the class. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually either a pretty good analogy. The final or you're gonna fail the final. Oh, get this. Okay, yeah. you're not gonna believe this. This, mm. is, this is another story, but oh, story time with Andrew. Okay, again. so okay. speaking of finals, I didn't realize. So I was at a a, a work event for like uh, finance, and it was kind of going over like different stuff. Yeah, like Andrew also mindset. wears a financial advisor cap, guys. Yeah, I do. So if you wanna reach out to him about your money issues, you know where to go. Anyway, oh, thank continue. you. That's your plug. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you in the Clutch Podcast. And so, uh, so yeah, so there's yeah. a finance event, and I had my class schedule where it was going to be class. It's a two-day class. Yeah. It was critical thinking, and it was going to be in October 31st and November 1st. Ooh. Guess what? I get home. <laughs> <laughs> I get home on Saturday, uh, on Saturday night, and then I get this thing where it says, like, hey, download so your final exam. This is last night. Yeah, last uh-huh. night I find out I have to download my final exam. Ooh. I'm like, what the heck? I gotta talk to my counselor because yeah. this class is not starting till December. Oh no, not December, October. Yeah. So then the next morning, I mean, I download the exam anyway because <laughs> I'm like trying to. Like, yeah, because you're overachiever. Yeah, and I, I'm like, oh well, I was gonna download this exam. I'm like, maybe I'm. I'd rather download it, not have to take it, than download it and then not download it and then be like, holy, I should have <laughs> got that exam. So then. I, I downloaded the exam and then, you know, going about my day, doing some work, mm-hmm. uh, cleaning up after this stuff because I haven't been around the house for a few days. Yeah. And then I messaged one of my friends and I'm just like, you know what? 
I just got a notification for this exam. I gotta, I find out. Like, my counselor's not gonna respond to me. It's a Sunday. Yeah. And then I message this friend, and he's like, yeah, the exam's at 3. Guess <gasps> what time it is? It's 2.34. Oh, my goodness. And so I'm just like, what? And he's like, and, and then he messages, this is exactly, that message describes exactly my predicament. He's yeah. like, wait, so you haven't been in class for the past <laughs> two days? And I was like, oh my gosh. So I look at the registration of the class and yeah. the class time shifted on my schedule. So it turns out it wasn't October 31st or November 1st. It ended up being November 26th and 27th. Oh my goodness. So then he's like, yeah, we're in class right now. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God. So I have to, so I hopped on the class and yeah. it's a review. And I have to literally find out every single source of information that they've gone over in the past two days. And I'm tripping so much yeah like i was I'm gonna sure. say balls again but i already said oh okay i said it but i was like <laughs> tripping so hard i was like geez louise i'm telling my girlfriend i'm like oh my gosh skip the chipotle actually <laughs> go ahead chipotle. get me some chipotle apparently i have a final this isn't this is important the chipotle can wait <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm like i still got it anyway she's so nice Dude, um, but chipotle? yeah mm. so I, I literally have a final that i have to take and it's a six and it says 60 minutes on it mm-hmm. i'm like lord jesus christ i'm a, I'm a catholic I'm like, jesus christ i don't know how i'm gonna be able to do this i'm thinking this this final's gotta have like 50 questions at least on it yeah for 60 minutes so you took a final today i took a final today oh my gosh and then so i did the recap i studied as much as i can on all the documents yeah. and everything and then I even had to participate in the class. I'm like, oh, participate. <laughs> and then so, because I'm like, oh, man, I, ha- I obviously haven't been in the class, yeah. you know, for that long. And so then, but I participated in the last segment of the class. And then he's like, all right, bye, guys. I was like, oh, God, I got to take this final. <laughs> I open up the final. I put in the password. Yeah. And guess what? What? Take a guess. The final hmm. is 60 minutes. Okay. But there's 10 questions. Oh. Now, there's 10 questions. And I look at it. I'm like, whoa. It's like I'm 50-50 about it. 50% I'm just like, thank God there's only 10 questions. Right. I have 60 minutes to try to figure out the answers that I probably have no idea. Yeah. Because it's I, I barely know the information. And then I go, th- and I don't know the length of these questions. So right. I, I go, I read the first one. Yeah. And I, okay i think i know this one yeah get a feel for it and then the second one i'm like okay i think i know this answer yeah but i end up flagging like half of the 10 because i'm like i gotta start guessing she's like pass 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 <laughs> i'm gonna go back to the later. oh i had a true and false and i was like god i hate it when... that's 50 50 andrew yeah i know it's 50 50 <laughs> but when you have no clue that is the hardest question what to was answer. the true and false question give it to me oh i couldn't tell you right now i literally didn't know the information oh. I just read and clicked, and then I got a hundred percent. I got a ten out of ten out of that. Andrew. Yeah, I was so stressed that out. That was your in the clutch moment. Oh yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about it, but it was so. And scary. got a hundred percent. Yeah, I would highly recommend. Please be up to date on whether your class schedule, what oh it is. Oh my god! And what I went, an in the clutch moment for you. That's your in the clutch moment of the day. Thank you. <laughs> I feel That's like amazing. I'm so stressed out by that thing. Just thinking about it. But then now you're like, oh my God, it's like a sigh of relief. It is. It was a huge sigh of relief. Yeah. And I was able to finish my Chipotle burrito after. Oh my drink. God. And I bet you that Chipotle was just 
immaculate. Yeah. And I was so I was so scared because I was like, like there's 60 minutes. I have no idea how many questions in beforehand. I was like, even if I cheated, I would not be able to Google every You don't have question. enough time to do that for every yeah. single question. You're just wasting time. Yeah, and they and like they keep track of how long it takes for you to answer these questions. So was there like a was there like a um, a, a limit or a cap on what you need to do per question like you have to answer in a paragraph or you have to was there a specific no, way was, you had to answer the question thank god it was all full credit or no it credit? was all multiple choice thank god oh thank you jesus yeah, yeah and so um but they're they're able to know like dude this is taking you way too long was it more like process of elimination oh this is definitely the wrong answer you know uh, you have like a b c or d and it's like yeah, oh yeah. no a and b are definitely wrong. um well if I knew the information, then right. yes, it would be process of elimination. Right. It was literally what sounded good. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of what I did. And, <laughs> and, a, and a lot of the... <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, it's the answer is like 50, but then you, you, you're, you did your work and the answer it comes, your answer comes down to 48. Oh, that's close enough. Yeah. 50. <laughs> that's, a, 50. that's a lot of math exams yeah. I've taken. Yeah, yeah. This was that's like me. all the answers seemed good and mm-hmm. I was just like, damn. I don't know which one to choose. And then I just, I even trying to reason the oh, question. This one, it messes answers. with your head. It's like, yeah. oh, it's like you think too hard. Where it's like, it can't be this easy. So it yeah. makes you think harder. But yeah. then most of the time, the answer is just what you think your yeah. instinct the first time. Because you try to think too hard. Because you're like, I don't want to take it too, I don't want to take it too light. Where it's like, this answer seems too easy. Yeah. That's how I am. I have to overthink and be like, the answer can't be that simple. But sometimes it's the first instinct. Yeah. It was like whatever it, you think it is, that's the answer. It was like, is the world round and this is not one of the questions, <laughs> but it, it, it felt like this. <laughs> is the world round? And then the options are yes, no, flat. I will literally reason like in my mind, I was like, it, you know, it seems flat. There's a horizon if I stand outside. Yes, you just overthink yeah, too much. right. But, oh my God. but I'm glad I passed that. I'm I don't, glad you I don't know. that. What an in-clutch moment that was for you. I don't know if I passed it. Sound more like a game winner. I don't know if I passed game the Game winner though. of game two of the NBA Western Commons Finals when AD hit the game winner. That was what, that was a equivalent to what you went through. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. And Denver had a shot in all those games too. Yes, they did. I think um, Denver would have won game two. Yeah. I, they had, they had. They were they out of there. out of the five games. They were in it for three of them. They were in it for three. Oh man! So it was. It came to the point where it was like, oh no, we know Denver's not gonna go away. We have to put them away. Yeah. Yeah. But man, um, how are you? How excited are you about watching LeBron playing the Heat? I'm super excited. Finals? I I actually wanted the Heat too, just because of how the Celtics were playing. They were playing very inconsistent, and I just like, wanted the storyline. I wanted the I Lakers, about, and the like Celtics I know, right? In the final, it would have been a good storyline, right? If the Celtics played, because the last time the Lakers were, won the NBA Finals, it was when Kobe led the squad to beat the Celtics. Yeah, a Rondo Celtics team. Yeah, you just so, hit them. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, um, I got too excited. If the Celtics were were balling out you mm-hmm. know and able to mix the starting lineup with the bench and got full production and they mm-hmm. beat the heat i would have been totally fine with that. but the fact that the heat were more consistent than the celtics in terms of like effort yeah. in terms of contributions from everybody yeah um and just overall coaching and figuring out what to do yeah 
uh, I had to go with the Heat. Even when even when the Celtics were making a run for right. trying to push it to seven games, yeah, I was just like, dude, the Heat got that veteran leadership. They got really good coaching, and they got young guys who got a lot of cojones, as Kobe would say. Yes, they were the biggest surprise. I said it before; they were the biggest surprise coming out of this bubble. That's true. Yeah, I, I. But you did not see them coming. It's not like you thought they were like, oh, because the Lakers play them in the regular season and they beat them. Yeah. Right. Was it all the games they played? They beat them. I think so. In the regular season, but it was like, it was like you put Miami was already on notice. Like yeah. you saw, like the the team coming together. You saw the potential there. Yeah. But it's like heading back into the bubble it was like everything was just in the air because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen and they're a fun team to watch too f- yeah four months with no playing and like coming back and you're not you know through unprecedented times and not knowing what's going to happen and how unpredictable things were like i didn't i wasn't sure if i saw the lakers going to the to the to the finals yeah because you know you know those games that i mean the seeding games i mean they were already they already clinched the first the spot the playoff spot, but yeah. towards the end, they were just tricking off games. Like, even games that didn't count. It yeah. was like, why are you guys losing these type of games? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, so, towards the end of the regular, I want to say towards the end of the regular season, right after they knew they clinched that spot in the playoffs, it was just like, there was some speculation going around that there was something wrong in the group. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know if you saw it, whether they're saying, like, oh, there's something, it's something off the court. Yeah. Where it seemed more like a personal issue. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, if it was a personal issue, it might have been, like, you know, players missing their families, players missing their kids, players having cabin fever because they're stuck in the bubble and everything's just so different for them. Maybe it was the mental health and everything. So when LeBron kind of hinted towards, oh, it's definitely off the court issues, I was just thinking maybe that's why they were off because of that. Mm-hmm. Because they were just trying to adapt in this environment. Yeah. This new environment that they have to get used to. So, but I didn't think that they would go as far as they did. Yeah. I want to say they had potential, but like I said, with the bubble being so weird and the seeding games and playing every day and like playing eight games, like you have to win eight games, eight games to, you know, to make the playoffs and stuff like that. But we were going to clinch nonetheless. Yeah. It was just. I wanted them to win so bad, but I didn't think it was going to go smoothly. Like, I didn't think it was going to be like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think... It wasn't even me having doubt in my in the, my team. It was just more like I'm being realistic. Oh, for the Lakers? Yeah. I think... Uh, I didn't know the Lakers were going to be, like, this effective. Like, yeah. five and one wins this often. Just devastating. Yeah. All but through the playoffs. One of my friends also told me that he heard a stat line. It was like... When the Lakers shoot above thirty three percent from mm-hmm. three, they've won substantial, substantial and 30% their games. Percent from three is not good. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's not Dude, good at all. that's like the average <laughs> for every team. It's not good. That's that's literally case being. And that's literally Gucci. like the limit. The limit that they literally have to reach. That's how good of a team they are. Yeah. Well, they only have to shoot thirty three percent from yeah, three. Yeah, three out of ten. Yeah. That's Just make KCP 10 out of right 33s, and you that's have That's KCP per game win. right now, three yeah. threes. That's wild. Like, that's that shows how much depth the Lakers have. But, I mean, hey, you're playing with LeBron James. You're playing with Anthony Davis. Yeah. You know, so... Do you, oh. think, do you think Anthony Davis would win finals MVP? Hell, yeah, I think... I mean, okay. 
since they've been doing this thing where Igudala won Finals MVP. Yeah, and you saw how Iggy went off today. He did, yeah. and then um, but like they they've like they're willing to give it to anybody. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, Caruso. Yes, <laughs> I knew you were gonna say. Are you kidding that. me? I mean, or Rondo. Or but, Rondo at least. Yeah, definitely. I, those are those d- two guys. Caruso is like my dark, my my light horse. <laughs> for, for for the MVP, yeah. Um, Rondo is definitely there. Uh, yeah, but AD is totally capable. I mean, he does a, sh- a huge, a lot for the team. Yeah, he's their best offensive player, and he's their best defensive player. Thirty points a game, and that's a light work for him. Yeah. That's a, that's a light day for him. I can't wait to see how he matches up with Bam or whoever they play. I know. I can't wait to see how he matches up with Bam. I think. Mean, I mean, talent-wise. It's going to be so good. AD has the better moves, so but that's going to be a good... But, I mean, Bam's not going to Bam's not gonna be easy. But I can't wait to see that matchup. It's going to be dope. Hey, you think we should do, like, a like a mini-series between, like, the time that we do these episodes and then another episode? Like, just random questions. Like, who? where would you go to if you were playing in the NBA? Yeah. Or, like, would you look at Jokic the same way Monte looks at Jokic? <laughs> I just, it, like, th- th- those could be, like, small segments. Actually, no. I'll leave it to the people who are listening. Okay. Like, like would you guys want to hear uh, Ellie and I take on, like, small takes, whether it be, like, really random stuff about yeah. certain players? Or, like, even if we were to put ourselves in the If we were position, to give you, like, if we were to be the TMZ of the NBA. TMZ? <laughs> the TMZ of the NBA. So we would just... We would report like what players, what players been up to, who's getting into what. Yeah, or even just coaching too. My girlfriend yeah. tells me she's like, "Man, I can't wait to watch those Brooklyn Nets games because <laughs> she's such a huge fan of Steve Nash." Oh. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh, well, that's great to know." That's but, a good. But then I thought about it. I'm like, I wouldn't mind being coached by Steve Nash. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. Steve Nash is a genius. Wow. I mean, although we, you know, he stole those two MVPs from Kobe, but see, I, I knew it. I knew it. As soon as you said like genius, <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, this is this is this is a, this is pretty good." He's a great player, nonetheless. Hell yeah! Yeah, one of the greatest point guards. Canada's pride and joy. <laughs> but yeah, um, we'll leave it up to you guys. Um, comment, DM. Text leaves, leaves any feedback. We want us to do little mini series to you, or we, if there's any topics we want us to tackle um, in the sports world, but not particularly pertaining only to basketball. Yeah, I mean, I just dropped my final story and my KFC story. So yeah, if you want to hear more personal stories, I mean, because I mean, I've got those for days. It's oh, I bet, <laughs> I bet. My sister was always so I'm just like, oh yeah. my goodness, <laughs> I can only imagine what Ellie dishes out. Yes. But yeah. Let us know. Um can't wait to see wait what? what you shout out to Anchor FM. Oh yes. I was gonna talk about the finals one more time and then I was gonna shout out to Anchor. Oh, um yeah. yeah, um so happy Lakers are back. Um I know this year has been a lot mentally um oh, yeah. for us, for the Laker Nation, um, for anybody in general, but having sports come back in the clutch. Um, with the restart and everything, I think with everything that had been going on um, with Black Lives Matter, coronavirus, just people needing to find some sort of light in their life, um, just something to 
keep their day going. I think sports is so monumental. Mm. I think the way, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, the way the NBA executed the whole restart, mm. um, keeping the players safe, keeping mm. their family members safe, um, all the staff, all the analysts, um, you know, the coverage that they were they were reporting and everything, like just the whole restart as a whole, the way they organized it was amazing. I think it came at such a, you know, it came at such a perfect time Yeah. Um, with everything that's going on. And then I think, you know, that's when football and baseball and all of them followed suit. Yeah. But it was just the, you know, the way that they launched the restart of the NBA, it was just like, we can do this. We can do this, still stay within protocol, still stay safe, and yeah. still bring sports to people in, in their homes, yeah. sitting at home, you know, probably on an unemployment, not sure where their le- next meal is going to come from, but being able to sit and be around their family and loved ones, even though, you know, um, quarantine, but still be able to turn on the TV and be like, they're sports, and that's something that can probably lift them up. Because it not lifted me up. Damn, Ellie. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That was, <laughs> Woo, that was got awesome. real deep. No, that, was, that was really good. I really, but yeah, I know it lifted true. me up for yeah. sure. So it made me happy. It made me It made me come up here and start talking to you guys. Yeah. So. Start talking to me. <laughs> talking to Andrew and then, you know. Yeah, it's just recording. Went public. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I totally agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool to see how the organization or the sport world that you follow yeah is the one that's the standard for how like how to navigate through a pandemic and then also how to navigate through like social um like social issues you know and we're definitely going to go into that even more detail nba players use their platform use the nba you know the 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 messages in the back of the jerseys um even in interviews i mean interviews you know bringing you know the whole brianna taylor situation Mm -hmm. up and awareness to that and just sad um i I saw lebron after game i want to say game four or game five maybe it was last night Mm. but he got really emotional talking about brianna taylor um yeah you know about how you know they said oh you know Brianna Taylor never got justice, but the walls, some walls next door to her did or something like that. Because it was an indictment. Yeah. And, you know, it's sad to think about, you know. So I think sports as a whole has really uplifted us during these times. Um, You know, when it comes down to it, it's not about win or losses. It's about a bigger issue at hand, obviously. It's Mm -hmm. about, you know, spreading awareness. It's about educating yourself. I've honestly learned so much in 2020 and i know people like you know at the beginning and i was like oh you know screw 2020 i'm yeah, done and it's like so it's like no this i've learned so much in 2020 that i have all my years in high school yeah you know all the years through college like yeah. i've learned so much i've learned to educate myself i've learned to like i didn't even know there was a black wall street before 2020 mm-hmm. Me too. isn't that crazy yeah and it's like these are things that they kept out of the history books to not educate us about or beethoven's black yes so it's like like i said like 2020 has been weird um but nonetheless a great learning experience i've learned so much about myself so much about my peers yeah and so much about history yeah you know things that they kept from us you know things that should have been brought to light things i never things i never experienced things i never acknowledged before i did in 2020 so 
It's That's crazy. huge. That it, is really crazy. It's like a huge breakthrough. Like, yeah. Um, this uh, is the no doubt in history. One of the people that's like, like I do work. Yeah. Not like next to, but in like a reasonable field. Yeah. Uh, is Ed Milet, and he like said it so well at my work convention, mm-hmm. and it was basically he said, twenty twenty, just sped up everything. Yeah. Like it literally like zoom like being able to communicate with people technology it's yeah. sped up technology it's sped up awareness right of old history and everything just went super fast now people but it like, unraveled a lot of dark yeah. and evil in this country and who knows yeah. how long it would have taken yeah had there not been a pandemic right. you know what i mean had like could you imagine if like happened. no one even knows about brianna taylor right. or any of the other individuals until like Long how many form? more? How many more deaths have um, authorities gotten away with? Exactly. That have not been reported. Yeah, and then um, yeah, technology, awareness, like mm-hmm. learning about, and then also people learning about themselves, like mental health. Mental oh health. Oh my god, such such a big issue at this time. Mm-hmm. People people were not aware of like all the the issues that people really had and it just 2020 like this year just kind of dug it up it's like abuse like yeah like yeah. abuse within the family or marriage exactly uh financial issues that people have so mm-hmm. like that's why my work has been right. doing really well because it's literally dealing with people's finances who are unemployed now unemployed trying to live off of what they have their savings yeah yeah or they're trying people to go off panicking. they're trying to live off unemployment and yeah. who knows how long that's gonna be for or the stimulus check yeah, yeah. I'm saying it's crazy. Um, Man, we unraveled yeah. a lot of things. Dude, we unraveled a lot of things in the last 10 minutes. But So, yeah, let us know about the miniseries. We can really get more into this. Um, we have a lot more coming for you guys. Yes, before we do go, I do want to shout out to Anchor FM, um, which, as always, has created this amazing platform for us for to be here, to talk to you guys. Um, just coming around in the clutch for us during this time brought oh, in the yeah. clutch to in the clutch to keep us in the clutch it was like she repeated the same light like three times but it sounded different right it was time. a different context each yeah. time yeah you see you, you see me you see me okay i see you you're right in front of me <laughs> but yeah um thank you so much anger fm um, for creating this platform, for giving us the opportunity and helping us put our voice out there, use this as, as an outlet, because I know this has really uplifted me during these times. I know this has uplifted Andrew. And to any pair of ears that we reach, um, even if it's just one pair of ears, we're happy and so appreciative of you guys for all your support thus far. I know we've, it's, it's, we're still early in the game, um, we're still figuring things out, but already have gotten such great feedback from our listeners and our viewers and we're just so happy to be here and we're excited um for what we're gonna bring we're excited for the future of this podcast and we're just excited that we're we just literally have a platform to sit here and talk to you guys mm-hmm. yeah i really like the fact that we can kind of just talk it's like i feel like we're talking it's just a normal other. conversation yeah it's a normal conversation right with also the awareness that other people are listening but at the same time and can relate to us 
Yes. yes. That's what I was just about to say. Yes. It's the relatability. Yes. You know, whether you know basketball or not. I mean, earlier, my little, my older sister was just Leilani. like... Leilani. She listened to our, our podcast, and she's she's not into sports like that. But she she started saying, oh, you know, the East is, you know, the Miami Heat and the Celtics. They're, they're an exciting team to watch. I was like, how did you know that, Leilani? You never mentioned anything yeah. basketball-wise to me before. She goes... I listened to your episode too. I'm like, there it is. That's all I needed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, by all means, we would love, uh, we love the fact that you're listening right now. And mm-hmm. we also love the fact that it is relating to uh, your life, whether it be in the sports world or into other realms of just our conversation and yeah. how it flows. Yeah. And also, if you feel like you want to share this with other people, yeah. please do. I mean, if anything, it just helps us uh spread more so of like things that we do cover and things yeah. that maybe we don't cover we'd yeah. love to hear feedback as well yeah suggestions anything you guys want to hear because maybe sometimes you have all these um emotions and all these thoughts but you don't know how to don't want to go about it you don't know how to express them yeah so you need you want somebody else to talk about them and you're like oh i can relate because yeah. i have moments like that where like there's things i want to touch but I don't know if I have the words for it. You know what I mean? Maybe mm. there's a lot of emotion behind it. Yeah. Maybe there's a lot of old internal issues behind it where I'm not ready to bring that to the forefront yet. But listening to a podcast, listening to somebody address the issue head on, yeah. there's the relativity. There's like, oh, I can relate. So that's what I'm trying to do for somebody out there. Wow, I had no idea. This is like the first time I heard from you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And I was just thinking you were just gonna stone cold no i thought you were just gonna hype up the lakers (laughs) trash the clippers and then wow andrew and then probably what was the third thing oh probably tell me like you never even about a vegas story i would love to hear the vegas story and i'm hoping that everyone else wants to hear the vegas Vegas i have very few vegas stories (laughs) but i'm pretty sure they're definitely different from your perspective andrew you just gotta peel back the layers there's layers there's layers to me there's levels oh, okay. to this. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're like Shrek. You're not onion. <laughs> you feel the You know, you dig a little deeper. You find more things out. It's like, oh, she has some depth to her. She's yeah. just all about trash talking with Clippers <laughs> and rooting for the Lakers. She's just more to her. But yeah, um, thanks for listening, guys. We have more stuff coming. Um, be sure to follow uh, at In the Clutch Podcast. Uh, it's in underscore the underscore clutch a a podcast um on instagram and yeah andrew want to close this out hell yeah let's go all right thank you for listening to in the clutch podcast go lakers let's go baby i thought you wanted me to close it out oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you for listening thank you for listening podcast see you next time see you next time bye Bye.